Hello, and welcome to the Homes for Hope podcast. My name is Drake Holtry, and I'm the Western U.S. representative for Homes for Hope and your host today. If you're not aware, Homes for Hope is a building industry response to global poverty. Since our founding, we have expanded our mission to serve in over 20 countries and have had the privilege of investing over $1.6 billion in the dreams of underserved men and women through micro-enterprise development. And today on our show, I am pleased to announce we have the one and only Taylor Marquez, president of Riverwood Homes in Northwest Arkansas. Welcome, Taylor. How are you today? Hey, doing all right. Thank you for having me, Drake. Yeah, thanks for joining. Uh, we love love the part of the country you're in. Love uh, Fayetteville and, and just all the beauty of Northwest Arkansas. But I but I have a feeling you might say don't advertise it too much because uh, you you guys you guys like the beauty and the nature and and all that up there. Isn't that right? No, for sure. Yeah, no. We we're very lucky to live where we live. Uh, it is definitely uh, starting to get some uh, national attention and uh, been been rated one of the better places to live in the U.S. Uh, year over year. So. Uh, uh, it, it, the, the secret's out, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, we, we, we just want people to come see us and see what we have to offer here. Great. Then I, I won't get in trouble if I just keep fanning the flame of Northwest Arkansas. I, I live in Dallas. And so everyone's like, if you want nature, just just drive on up the road a little bit. So, um, yeah, beautiful, beautiful place. But, Taylor, for those that, that may not know you or they haven't heard of Riverwood Homes, can you share a little bit about how you got involved in the building industry in the first place? Yeah, yeah. So Riverwood Homes was actually founded by my father, Mark Marquis, uh, back in 2009 uh, in the depths of the recession. Um, Mark uh, left home building and uh, had a, uh, um, a subdivision that uh, in, in, in 2009 he was still uh, developing um, and he was selling lots to builders. And uh, everybody knows probably uh, 2008, 2007, 2009, not the best time to uh, be a builder. So a lot of his builders dried up, and uh, uh, he was stuck with a, 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 a platted, uh, already complete completed uh, development uh, subdivision uh, that he had to build out. Um, so that thrust him back into home building. He'd been building homes since the uh, early 80s, so uh, uh, definitely had uh, experience doing that, but uh, um, kind of had to do this out of necessity to get this uh, subdivision um, off his books and uh, actually uh, kind of found uh, f- found a niche and uh, it, it just worked. And then I joined us in uh, 2014. Uh, I came from J.B. Hunt, uh, never had aspirations to be in the home building industry. And uh, my dad's partner, uh, 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 Charles Sloan, um, ended up getting terminal cancer. And uh, uh, so around that time, Mark said, if, uh, if I was going to get in, it's time to get in now to have Charlie kind of be a good mentor to me and uh, show me show me a lot of the ropes and uh, uh, was able to get and uh, spend a lot of time with Charlie uh, uh, before he passed. So uh, definitely uh, was very thankful of that. But ever since then, kind of just hit the ground running. I was a junior superintendent, superintendent, uh, uh, VP of operations, uh, president of operations, now president of uh, Riverwood Homes. So. I love that. I love that. Sounds like you've seen a lot of facets 
of the industry, both uh, just growing up like in the industry and then seeing it from the outside looking in and now uh, having worked in diff- many different roles within the industry. So that's that's fascinating and uh, even has me more intrigued about my next question since you've seen so many components of it. Um, Taylor, one of, the, one of the questions we ask every single guest on this show is, what is it that you think the building industry should be keeping in mind right now? Uh, it is basically summer 2023. Um, markets are crazy. Uh, it's it's a fascinating world we're living in. So I'm curious um, what exactly you think it is that the building industry should be thinking about at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the main thing and the, the, the thing that we believe at Riverwood uh, wholeheartedly is uh, we're, we're, we're building for our customer. Um, and, and, and we build for the masses. Our, our opening price point, uh, 75% of what we do is under that $350,000 mark. So um, we're, we're, we're trying to get a, a, a nice single-family home for your school teacher, your police officer, um, first responders. I mean, it, 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 it really is challenging to do that these days, but we, we think that's one of our uh, core uh, uh, differentiators and core beliefs is uh, just caring for our customer. Um, and... and the last couple of years, a lot of people in the building industry were able to go away from that and uh, kind of just uh, almost be a DMV builder. Um, you walk in, you take your number, this is the house you get, these are the colors you get, um, and, and, and customer service kind of got left by the wayside. So um, obviously with uh, the market shifting and uh, uh, people needing to sell homes uh, uh, more and kind of take more of a customer service approach, um, it, it's kind of a natural progression. But never leave that. Um, that, that, that. That's the thing I think our industry needs more. Um, even when times are good, prioritize your customer, prioritize uh, making their lives better and, and uh, prioritize, I mean, we, we, we're, we're building people's lives. And so um, having that in the back of your mind and uh, knowing that uh, you, you're, you're, you're building something that people are going to spend the majority of their time on this earth in, um, having that uh, cognizant on on your team's mind um, because uh, like I said last 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 couple of years it's been so good a lot of uh, mistakes and bad practices were were, were hidden they're, they're showing them showing themselves this year um, for for a lot of people so um, that 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 to me would be the one thing I'd say um, we, we really need to be cognizant of of even when times are start getting better again um, which uh, the market has has been a lot stronger than most anticipated this year um, that, 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 that we still uh, take a customer first approach in what we do. That's good. So I'm curious, what is, uh, I was writing some notes down over to the side. What does prioritizing the customer look like for Riverwood Homes practically? And even um, in, in the past couple of years, because it probably looks different than it looked five years ago. Like what, is it, what does it look like now or how has it changed? Yeah, I mean, that's something that we've really, uh, really focused on the last couple of years. Even, uh, I mean, when things were crazy, that was one of our uh, big goals, and we had it on whiteboards all over the organization. We, uh, we, we call it the Riverwood Way, um, and that's out, outlining and mapping every uh, part of the process of building a home with us and, and setting those expectations of what they can expect for us. Um, we know what we do really good, and we, we, we think we do a good job at that. Um, and we also know what we don't do good. Um, and, and, and being transparent with that and uh, kind of letting customers know this is, this is what we do and uh, this is what we think we do a good job of. And if you're wanting uh, something that is not this, um, we may not be uh, the, the, the builder for you, and that's okay. 
Um, there's a lot of people that do a lot of different things in this industry, and uh, uh, we, we, we want to make sure that uh, we're, we're providing that uh, experience and that uh, service and that product that um, our, our, our customers can expect. And uh, outlining to them what that looks like with us uh, has been huge for our business. Yeah, it sounds like you, uh, I wrote down, you have a clear product offering. Um, is that something that you guys, outside of just clear communication, is being very uh, honest with understanding the lane that you guys are in um, and being fully transparent with your customers on what that lane is? No, for sure. And, and, and just kind of also not just saying no, um, listening to them. I mean, if, if there's something that they, that they come to the table with that maybe we don't do or we don't offer or, uh, is, is a, a product that we haven't even thought of, um, not just saying no, but uh, getting together as a team and saying, hey, is this something that we need to look into? And uh, uh, really, all, I mean, the market changes constantly. And I think if you talk to uh, a, a large number of builders, they're all going to tell you they do this. But um, intentionally uh, having our, our team take notes um, in, in, in all meetings they have with our customers so we can learn, so we can adapt, and so we can meet the needs that our market and our customer has. Yeah. Do you recall a particular piece of feedback you might have gotten from a customer or potential customer uh, that you guys took to heart and said, "Hey, we need to we need to do something differently"? Has that has anything in particular come to mind revolving around? No. That? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it, a lot of it has to do with our floor plans. Um, we've listened to our customers uh, multiple times saying, "Hey, I'd really like to have double doors here. I'd really like to uh, open up this space and uh, make this flow." Uh, kind of, kind kind of more seamlessly without uh, uh, being broken up by an arch or a wall, um, and, and and so we're always adapting our floor plans to make sure that we're uh, uh, we're meeting our customer needs, and it's even product. I mean, we uh, forever, uh, like I said, we build for the masses, but uh, um, we, we we never offered some of the higher end uh, countertops and different things that uh, uh, a lot of your your custom builders and your higher end builders offer. And, uh, we've had people just say, hey, we, we'd love to have this. We don't care what size our home is and what we're spending. This is important to us. And so uh, now we offer, I mean, Cambria Quartz is an option uh, here at Riverwood. And you can put that in the smallest home you build with us, which um, we, 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 we just never even thought of because, I mean, our, our, our houses are built uh, for the uh, first-time home buyers, the affordable home buyers, and uh, our, our buyer demographic, we truly believe, um, it, it is that affordable market, but, uh, who are we to say what they can and can't put in their home? If, uh, if they, if they want to do it, uh, we want to make sure we, uh, honor that and, uh, aren't just not listening and staying in our box. I love that too. There were sincerely so many compelling things you said. I even, uh, it came back to mind what you're saying that, uh, over the years, um, for some buying a home might've seemed like a DMV experience of just going in, get your number number 12 gets this house on this lot and you don't get to say anything about it. Either take it or leave it uh, or, or go get another number and start back at the beginning and wait in the long line. Um, but I, I love how y'all, y'all understand who your, your target 
market is. You understand your clients. You receive feedback well from what it sounds like, and you take that into consideration. Um, and, I, and the Riverwood way, I, I wrote that down too. I was like, I think it's it's a very uh, clear. I imagine you you speak with anyone at the office there, and they understand what the Riverwood way is. They could no, they could sure. share. Yeah, I was, I was about, you could go to anyone right now uh, if you wanted to pull them on the pod. Not saying do it, but if you just pulled someone out from the office and said, hey. Share the Riverwood way. It sounds like something that that people would know. Um, so thank you for sharing. I, th- I think that's uh, really compelling. There was a lot there, lots of lots of uh, things to kind of mull over, um, even in, in other industries uh, of, of really just taking that feedback from your customers, listening to them, understanding who your your company identity is, whether that's internally with the Riverwood way or it's externally with what products you're offering. So um, that's really good. Thank you. But uh, no, as we Oh, sorry. Yeah. As we uh, continue on, um, the Homes for Hope, we are all about investing in the dreams of of men and women around the world, as I alluded to in the intro. Um, And in that, we uh, distribute these microloans. We give small business training. We connect men and women to the local church. We do not believe that uh, poverty is strictly a financial thing, but it is also social and spiritual um, and even getting your community involved to a different degree. Um, and that's why we seek to break the cycle of poverty through these microloans and through partnering with the building industry. But in that, um, we don't believe that there's uh, such thing as a, as a self-made man. Everyone's been invested in by someone out there to get to where they are today. And so, Taylor, I'm really excited to, to ask you today who it was that invested you invested in you either personally or professionally uh, to get to where you are today. Yeah, I mean, and that 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 can't be more true. Um, I mean, every every great leader I've been around has uh, had, had had people do the same for them, and um, I, I, I'm lucky to be surrounded with, I mean, a plethora of people. But uh, the, the 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 main people that come to mind are uh, obviously my father. He's uh, definitely invested in me and given me uh, opportunity I wouldn't have um, if it wasn't for him. And um, I'm very aware of that, cognizant of that, and and thankful for that. Um, because it, it, it gives me a, a platform to uh, kind of be the change in the, uh, the 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 industry here locally in NWA that I that 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 I want to see and uh, uh, really kind of lead our organization in a different way than I think people have done in the past. And uh, one of the biggest uh, motivators for me to do stuff like that was Jamie Basler. Um, Jamie and I have uh, connected through um, another one of my uh, I would call him my mentors. Uh, Mark Willis, who's our COO. Um, Mark worked for Jamie uh, in, in years past, and uh, we had a great opportunity to bring him on. And uh, he, he, He's done wonders for our organization from a, a culture aspect and uh, uh, bringing a piece that uh, we, we really didn't have. Um, and so uh, he was able to connect me with Jamie, and uh, Jamie has been uh, very instrumental in shaping the culture here at Riverwood Homes more than he knows um, because he's invested in me. Um, he shared to me with shared with me what what he did in his organization, what worked, what didn't work, and uh, uh, kind of really leading our organization with a kingdom mind sh- mindset um, and, and and focus on uh, not just investing in uh, our our community through the homes we build and the uh, the, the, the subdivisions we put in, but in, in, in our community with the people we interact with, uh, with, with, with our, uh, employees and our staff. I mean, making sure that those guys are reaching their, 
full potential and uh, taking it, taking it as a win when they do. And sometimes um, it's 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 hard to think of it like this, but sometimes that's outside of our organization. Um, if and if we have a, a employee that uh, accomplishes a goal, there's to uh, uh, maybe start their own business or uh, uh, go into their family business or something like that, and they have the opportunity to do that. Um, who are we to say no? And so um, we, we, we are really big at maximizing their growth while they're here at Riverwood, um, and, and, and all that is, uh, is, is, was started by Jamie uh, investing in me and trying to help me maximize my growth um, while, while always obviously having the... Uh, the, the, the kingdom mindset at the forefront of, of my mind and setting up our uh, company. We are a Christian-based company and uh, are uh, not very uh, uh, shy to tell people about that. And so um, that, 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 that's been one of the biggest drivers for our culture here and, and uh, I, I, I believe the success that we've experienced these last few years. That's so good. I love um, these, these three I- iconic men in your life, pillars and, and mentors uh, to different degrees. And, and Mark connecting you with Jamie. We know Jamie well at the Homes for Hope team. And I'm curious, um, stepping in to your role, uh, as you've had many within Riverwood Homes, uh, was the the spiritual transformation of of being a being a home builder, being a home building company. Um, but Jamie sharing, Hey, this is how you maximize growth spiritually and professionally within your team. Um, did, was that daunting at first? Like, was there, was that, did, did young Taylor come in think all I have to do is like be successful at building houses and I'm good to go. And now it's like, Oh my gosh, now I need to like actually worry about the spiritual needs of my, of my staff or, uh, or my team. Like, was that, was that daunting at all? I'm curious your thoughts. It, it, it definitely was a shift in mindset. And, uh, I mean, I've always thought that, uh, we, we can lead different and that we can, uh, care about our people. Um, I've always, that's always been one of my core beliefs and, uh, I, I've been around luckily a, a lot of people that do that, um, and, and have been a good examples for me. Um, but, but it, it, it was a, a mindset shift. Um, this industry is very operational minded. Um, it's, it's a, uh, industry that, uh, you're looking at, uh, your different profitability metrics and, uh, you, you, you have to stay cognizant of those because that's what allows you to, uh, keep, keep, keep feeding the machine and keep going and, uh, keep investing in your community. And, uh, uh, you definitely, uh, profitability is big in this industry, uh, because you have to be, because the risk is so great. Um, so if you're, uh, not hitting your profitability goals, it makes it hard for you to go out there and uh, be as leveraged as we have to be and do what we do. Um, and so that, that, that's always been the focus, I feel like, in this industry. And uh, relational leadership has kind of fell by the wayside. Um, and that's really, I mean, diving in and caring for your company culture. Um, there's, I mean, there's obviously uh, exceptions to that all over the nation and uh, companies that, uh, that, that do a very good job at that. Um, but I really wanted to challenge ourselves to uh, be the best uh, here in Northwest Arkansas and then not be satisfied with that. Um, and, and so we really uh, believe in caring for our team. Uh, we, we believe in knowing what's going on in their lives at work, outside of work. Uh, we got rid of our uh, quarterly performance reviews and uh, replaced them with quarterly growth meetings. Um, 
we believe performance can be addressed uh, during the quarter and doesn't have to be uh, talked about just in a one-off uh, meeting uh, every uh, three months. Um, and so uh, we, we take this opportunity that we have to meet each quarter with their, uh, their, their, their managers uh, to really use it as a growth meeting and, and letting their managers set uh, growth goals for, for them, whether it's in the organization, outside of the organization, and then challenging that team member to do the same for themselves. Um, we, it, it, it's a two-part meeting. It's a, a normally meeting starts and the, the manager leads it and then asks the team member uh, questions and to take uh, the, the, the different suggestions and come back with their input. And then they work together to make sure that the, that team member is uh, accomplishing those goals. Um, we've had people go from, I want to volunteer more uh, for with this organization to uh, I, I, I one day want to own a home of my own. Um, and, and, and we track that uh, regularly. So after uh, that meeting is done, that, 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 that next quarter, uh, that team member meets with their manager uh, at least every other week and uh, goes over status reports on where they are at accomplishing those. And uh, surprisingly, a lot of the things that they put on there is not work-related. And we want to be involved in that, and we believe that's a, that that's a purpose of why they're 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 with us, and why they're a part of our team is uh, uh, we 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 need to care for them like they would be uh, uh, one of our uh, family members, and because uh, I mean at, at the end of the day we see them just as much as we do see our family, um, and so we're 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 big about investing in their lives in and outside of work. I love that, Taylor. That's uh, it sounds so healthy and, and so impactful while still uh, striving for excellence in your work. Um, before I let you go, I, I do have one more question. Um, what did it feel like? It, it, you, you said your dad started um, Riverwood in around 08, 09. Not exactly the most ideal time uh, to start a home building company, um, but he made it work and he was successful. And, and so what did it feel like to have the confidence of your own father to have such a role of leadership within Riverwood Homes? He didn't have to give you a role of leadership. Like he didn't, no one, no one has to like hire within their family for positions. Um, but it showed a, a, a tremendous amount of confidence that he had in you that you could do it. And, and what, what did that confidence feel like for yourself? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's, I'm, I'm the first to say it. I'm very, very lucky and very blessed that, uh, he's given me the opportunity he's given me. Um, I, uh, like I said, I was at JB Hunt never had aspirations to be even in home building. Uh, I'd been around it my whole life and was getting my MBA and, uh, uh, was going to live that corporate life. And, uh, he, he, he presented me with this opportunity and I took it and, uh, he, he really has, uh, set me up for success. Um, the foundation he built here at Riverwood um, it, it, it is one that is very strong, um, and, and and to be entrusted with uh, being a part of our leadership team here at Riverwood um, it, it, it is huge. And having that support and that uh, belief uh, that he has in me um, has really thrust me into feeling confident as a leader. Um, I'm not a very extroverted person, um, and I I I. I really uh, struggle with uh, being that uh, true, uh, I mean, kind of what the world view of a leader is, um, be, be being that person. Um, but I'm learning it, and I'm doing it my own way, and I don't think I could do that um, if I didn't know that he had confidence in me and that people around me also had confidence in me. 
um, because I, 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 I really, um, people will say I'm a natural born, born leader. Um, not, not, they wouldn't say that about me, but I'm saying people say that about themselves. I'm, it, it's something I've really had to work on. Uh, it's, it's, it's something that I've really, uh, struggled with at times. And, um, it, I, I, I'm very transparent with my team about that. I'm very transparent with, uh, uh, Mark about that. And, uh, it, it, it's something that I, I, I really, I've never felt more supported by my father than uh, when, when, when we talk about things like that and leading this organization. And um, I think that's why uh, I'm the leader I am today, is having his support and uh, people around me that uh, have really invested in me, their support as well. So good. Well, Taylor, we uh, at Homes for Hope, from, from our brief interactions, um, your, your humble spirit is what shows great leadership. Uh, is that that sense of humility and so uh, we we love the team at Riverwood Homes a little bit of time we've had together with you guys and um, just even the the foundation that that you're getting to build upon of your fathers and then uh, being connected with with Jamie and that crew out there um, and just seeing that uh, you guys do more way more than just build homes that there's a kingdom impact there as well as you're investing in the lives of not only um, your clients and your customers, but your staff around you. So uh, on behalf of the Homes for Hope team, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, for the Homes for Hope podcast, thank you listeners for tuning in. Uh, I hope you found this conversation with Taylor as insightful as I did. Uh, and I hope each and every one of you listening will be challenged uh, to invest in the dreams of those around you as well. So until next time. Mm-hmm.